Whoa, we are back for our 19th episode of Home at Advantage. I am Jude Swisher, joined today by a very special guest, Mr. Sammy Julian, USA referee and international UWW official. Sammy has officiated 10 World Championships, one Youth Olympics, two Pan American Games, nine World Team Trials, and two Olympic Team Trials. A huge shout-out to our sponsor, Tony Rotunda, with WrestlersOrWarriors.com, and enjoy the episode, guys. Hey there, Sammy. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hey, um, I really appreciate you coming out here. So for those of you who don't know Sammy Julian, he is a UWW referee and also for, for USA Wrestling. Um, and he is widely known as the best referee in the world. Um, so I, I really appreciate you coming out to my podcast and, um, we get to, to interview someone who, you know, who's been there for all the biggest matches, but maybe, um, maybe isn't the name that people recognize. So very, very cool to, to interview a referee. Um, Sammy, where did you grow up? I grew up in Oakland, Haven, Pennsylvania. I'm a mm-hmm. 2003 graduate from Blue Mountain High School. Uh, okay. Currently, uh, a high school assistant wrestling coach at Pottsville area. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're three-time Division One uh, dual meet champions. Uh, and on our tournament, we've won three times in a row. And it's just great to be an assistant with that program. Uh, coaching with some of my best friends, uh, Gary Keener, he's the head coach. Mm-hmm. His son and one of my close friends, Corey Keener, is also an assistant. And oh, Brett nice. Maticavage, so somebody that I grew up with and have been friends with a long time. So we have a lot of fun, and we're giving back to the community. When did you start coaching? I started coaching, actually, when I was in college. Uh, after I suffered a shoulder injury, mm. good family friends with Todd Kindig, uh, back when he at Blue Mountain High School. So my first coaching stint started at my alma mater. Uh, we coached there for about eight years. Uh, we, we had a lot of fun. Uh, we did a lot of traveling. Uh, for two years, 2009 and 2010, we were nationally ranked. Uh, we had numerous wrestlers go on uh, to Division One programs, achieve 100 wins, Numerous state medals, uh, some state championships. Uh, Josh Kendig won two titles. Corey Keener won two state titles. Uh, Court Choate was also a state champion. Wow. I did a lot with the junior high then, uh, coaching 45 junior high District 11 medalists during that time there. Uh, we were just very proud of all those kids. They went on to Division One programs, you know, with Oklahoma State, uh, Central Michigan, uh, Brown, Old Dominion, Army, Air Force, Lehigh, Lock Haven, just to name a few. So Whoa. our goal has always been as coaches to develop good citizens and, you know, make sure they're successful in society. Yeah. Uh, and now that we're at Pottsville, uh, you know, same things going on there. Uh, Luke Gardner, who we're very proud of, uh, just got the start at Penn State at Rec Hall on Sunday, and he won his match 7-6. Uh, took second in the Army Invitational. Uh, we also have Cole Painter, who's at American right now, uh, Nick Onea at VMI, and then Shane Quick, one of our really good seniors right now, just signed with Campbell. Uh, and we have three other outstanding seniors that, you know, I'll put a plug in now for that, you know, if college coaches are looking, uh, 
Hal Schofstall, Wiley Kaler, and Bryce Gonzalez. There's a lot of talent there, and they have bright futures as well. Wow, that's really awesome. So what what attracted you to coaching? So you said that you you suffered this shoulder injury, and um, you know and that that cut your career short. So what made you just say, all right, if I can't, you know, get myself better at wrestling, I'll I'll turn to other people and help them get better at wrestling. Basically, I just always wanted to give back. Uh, you know, people did a lot for me, so I just, you know, I wanted to be there for the kids and, mm-hmm. you know, give to them. It formed a lot of friendships, close family friends. Uh, we all still do a lot together. Um, my parents and, you know, some of the other parents are still connected. Um, you know, the picnics in the summertime, the traveling, mm-hmm. a lot together. That's um, awesome. But uh, when uh, Coach Keener decided to make the move to Pottsville, when Coach Kindig resigned from Blue Mountain, I decided to move with him. And, you know, it's always better to just be coaching with friends and, you know, right. people that you trust and that have the same uh, goals. So mm-hmm. it, it's been great. Uh, and I look forward to more years to come with that, too. So did you, um, you know, you said that you like wanted to give back and you've had a lot of people do things for you. Um, did you have a, you know, when you were a wrestler growing up, did you have a, um, a coach or someone, you know, really important that you, that you try to model yourself after in a way when you coach? Uh, one of my coaches that would stand out, his name is John Worthy. He was my Mac club coach at Cole Cracker Mac club, mm-hmm. uh, which we had, which was local. Um, he also was my junior high coach and then he was brought on as a volunteer to the high school level and just his way of relating to the kids and he was disciplined and, but yet he was fun and, you know, people just wanted to work and and do the right thing. And he was always there, you know, when you needed advice and things like that on and off the mat. So I I feel like I'm good in that role as well um, as an assistant coach that kids can come and I can relate to them and, you know, be trusted and, give the best yeah. advice that I can. That's great. Um, do you plan on being a, a head coach eventually? No, uh, I just, I thoroughly enjoy my role as an assistant coach and uh, as a high level official, it, mm-hmm. it's being an assistant coach and give back and, yeah, uh, you know, cause I need to travel and, and I have a lot of responsibilities as a referee. Right. Um, to maintain your category at the highest level, there's certain events each year that you're required to do. So, mm-hmm. and luckily, working with your friends and at a school district that is very supportive of it, um, you know, I, I am granted the time off to to chase my dreams. Uh, my job now, I teach at Blue Mountain for ten years. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be at Schuylkill Haven High School in my second year as the high school autistic support teacher. And I'm working with some amazing people there. I have a great group of kids. And my principal, uh, my director of special ed, and my superintendent, you know, welcome me in with open arms. And they're just hoping that I can achieve my goals as a referee. And they're totally behind me along with the school board. And I'm just feeling very lucky uh, That's in the situation that I'm in. That's really cool that you have you have this very, you know, special, special group of sounds like you have a lot of core, um, you know, individuals who really support you and, and help you achieve your goals while, 
you're turning around and, and giving back to the the other people in your wrestling community. So that's very that's very special. And then um, recently too, uh, to add, I'm now the vice chairman of PA USA Wrestling. We went through oh, a name nice. change. It used to be PAWF. Yeah. Um, so I'm Joe Stabilito's right hand man right now, and uh, we're making some change, some positive changes with with the freestyle and Greco scene here in Pennsylvania. And I look for our board. Uh, we have some amazing people on our board that are really, really working hard. Uh, Tony Black, she's done a lot behind the scenes. Uh, Raleigh Stillings, Audra Elfin, uh, Kyle Martin, Brad Pataki, um, Will Betancourt. I mean, I, the, the long list of people that on our board that we all have – the mindset that we want to put Pennsylvania back on the map. Yeah. And, you know, the freestyle and Greco and, and yeah, Joe Sabolito is really putting his heart and soul into it. So it, it, it's great. I, I look for, you know, more success there too. Hopefully some cadet dual championships coming back our way and nice, you know, more representation at Fargo and junior duels and things like that. If I remember correctly, didn't, um, didn't, we win the cadet Fargo. Is that is that correct? Pennsylvania we, won. We did. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, so that's that's a big deal already. Um, hopefully we, you know, start working on um in junior titles and things like that. So that's awesome. Um. So Sammy, where uh when did you how okay sorry, when did you get introduced to the sport? I was first introduced to the sport in fourth grade. Uh, close family friends, the Rainiers, uh, that I grew up with their sons, uh, and they were very close friends. They're very close friends with my parents. Uh, mm-hmm. They're at a picnic and they said, Hey, you know, Sammy, why don't you give this a try? Um, cause I was playing soccer and baseball at the time and I didn't really care for those things. So, but at first I thought wrestling was, you know, WWF. Right. <laughs> but as soon as I went to practice, I really liked it. So fourth grade, I was on the elementary team and you know, I went from there. Uh, I would say I was average at first, and but what really helped me turn the corner was having that support system. Uh, my my mom and dad and and the close family friends that that they had. We would carpool to the different tournaments. We would make weekend trips. Uh, like I said before, with Cole Cracker Mat Club, you know, we had this bond, and everybody just you know helped each other improve. So by the time I hit junior high in high school, I started winning more. And I would say I was an above average wrestler. I I was not a state medalist or anything, but, you know, I won high school. I was a Schuylkill League champion, uh, mm-hmm. regional qualifier, appeared in the state rankings a few times, but, you know, never made it to state. But I would say I was better in freestyle and Greco as a wrestler. Uh, oh. I was a freestyle state champ once and I won Greco three times. And I was actually a cadet All-American in Fargo and Greco taking fifth. Oh, that's awesome. What what attracted you to Freestyle and Greco? How, how did you get started in there? Uh, just the off-season work. Uh, mm-hmm. I did it at first to try and get better for folk style. But then I just fell in love with that more, <laughs> to it be honest very, with you. It's super fun. It's so. very fun. You know, I know that for me, like, f- folk style wrestling is a grind. But when freestyle season comes around, it's um, – it's really relaxed, you know. At every event you go to, you just have you're you know you're there with a bunch of your friends, and uh, and you're training every day in the off season and just working on like this weird 
foreign style of wrestling that you don't really, you know, you're trying to trying to figure out what works for you and develop your own style and something that you do for like, you know, two months out of the year. So honestly, freestyle re- wrestling is a lot of fun, but I also, I'm, I'm a big fan of Greco too. So absolutely. You know, um, was there a moment in your wrestling career that you had like, um, like a conscious, like awakening, like I love wrestling. Was there any specific thing that ever happened? I wouldn't say there was anything specific. It was just basically the networking and the people that I was around that made me want to continue to better myself on and on. I, I wouldn't say there was any particular moment. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, I know that a lot of people, s- some people do, some people don't. I often try to ask because sometimes that story is really special. Um, so Sammy, where did you, uh, where did you go to college? I went to a Division II school, Kutztown University. Mm-hmm. I went for my bachelor's degree in elementary and special education. And how uh, how long were you there? I was there for four and a half years. I was on the wrestling team for two years, though. Right. Uh, I was a starter as a freshman, anywhere between 125 and 141. Uh, our team dealt with some injuries and some other ineligibilities. And there was three of us that could make 125, but in any given match, somebody had to go 25, somebody had to go 33, and somebody oh. had to go 41. Oh, man. So, so we tough. made it work. And uh, then my sophomore year, I was set to redshirt and was injured at the East Stroudsburg Open. Oh, no. Um, but no, I, it was my shoulder, and it, it might have been a, a blessing because it actually – got me into coaching and officiating earlier. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, you know, that it really like opened, opened the doors up for, for the, the different ventures that you have now. So that's right. That's so, interesting. What happened with the officiating was right around that time when I was in college and I got back to coaching at blue mountain, uh, Todd Kindig and Gary Keener were there and their sons were growing up at the time. They were, mm-hmm. Probably in the schoolboy age group, and novice, and some of these events required Pennsylvania to have a referee, and I was already going, so I got my start at a national level by going to Green Bay, Wisconsin, for kids' nationals and schoolboy duels in Indianapolis. So that's how I got to start there. What was your what was your first ever tournament? Was it the the kids nationals or did you My have first ever tournament? I was 16 years old. Uh, it was at Mechanicsburg High School. Uh, it was one of the PAWF qualifiers at the time, and they didn't have enough officials. And mm. I still remember Van Pelokas going to my dad in the bleachers and asking him to do it. And he and then he turned to me and he goes, "Well, you're complaining about referees. Why don't you give it a try?" <laughs> Wow, and so so you just sixteen-year-old Sammy Julian out there on the on the mat. Yeah, and I, the reason I I wanted to get out there was because I I'll be honest I I felt cheated at times as a wrestler I I didn't yeah. feel like there were some referees that were putting in the best effort you know to get in position and make the right calls and uh, that's something that I pride myself is the kids work too hard and. They, the full attention and and your best effort so that's something that you know I, I take very seriously i stay up on all the current rules interpretations and i'm always trying to put myself in the best position to make the call uh 
you know, because obviously things happen fast. So part of the reason I got into it, because I felt there needed to be better people out there. Why did you why did you continue with refereeing to the point where you're like, you know, one of the best in the entire world? Why did you have those aspirations to to referee at world championships and Olympic and Olympic events? It's interesting because I started out, you know, doing the local stuff and Mm -hmm. I thought it was just cool to do schoolboy duels and kids nationals. And then through networking, people were evaluating me and they're like, well, you know, you should consider Fargo. And then I did that. And then I was told, you know, you should consider national license. Make sure you're in Las Vegas to work the open and things like that. I, I had good advice and phenomenal mentors, uh, you know. In, in my state, I had Dave Boger and Joe Silvestri constantly pushing me. And then uh-huh. when I hit the national level, uh, Rick Tucci and Bill Steckline, uh, Dave and Zach Eric, uh, the list goes on, uh, Stacy Davis, John Hyman, Chris Curtis, Jerry Koontz. Uh, I was just truly lucky to have, have these Hey, you still there? I think you, like that. you might have cut out. Here, oh, I'm here. You mind repeating repeating that last sentence you just had there? You might have cut out for a second. I constantly had people in my corner, you know, telling me to get to these and do the best job. Mm-hmm. And I never would have thought uh, ever happened. Yeah. What was your um? What was your first overseas competition that you went to? The first time I left the country was in 2010, and it was down in Mexico, Pan American Championships. Mm-hmm. And it was the evaluation tournament for referees selected for the first Because the stipulation was they wanted referees that were 30 or younger. And that mm-hmm. was in 2010, and USA Wrestling had me pegged as one of the you know, the up and coming guys. So I had the opportunity to go there to Mexico and then, you know, thankfully was, and then that was kind of the springboard to my career. What, what was the experience like refereeing in a different country? It, you know, that was, that was a, a country that goes down in, in my record times I ever had. It was ah. with, with officials that, you know, were at the same level as me, we were 30 or younger from all across the world. Basically, you know, we were labeled as good up and coming officials, and it was pretty much the first time for all of us. And you know, to share that experience, uh, it was a, a clean country. It was people were very friendly. The food was amazing. Uh, the, that would be a country that I would like to vacation to, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, it was just um, just a great experience. That's awesome. And That's the great. amazing thing about that group that worked in Singapore, there's some of us a couple of years later that ended up being picked for Rio, and then there's even more people from these Youth Olympics that have happened over the years that are now in a group doing the senior-level stuff. So, so it's interesting to see how everybody develops. So – and. And you, you maintain these relationships across, you know, years and whatever. You're like, you probably have a, a bond with those guys that you 
you refereed with in 2010. Absolutely. And, and man, and so do you guys see each other every year for the for the world championships, or how does that work? Those of us that are still lucky to be at that level, yes. <laughs> That's really cool. And so, um, what's what's it like having relationships with all all these people from different countries? You know, they may not I mean, speak the same language. Is, it, yeah, it's a lot of the people that I'm close with though do speak English and understand mm-hmm. English, so I'm lucky there. Um, one of my really good friends, Republic. Uh, from all over that uh, we shared these experiences years ago and we continue to share. Mm-hmm. Man. Um, Rudis, thing. The cool thing about it is the people that I associate myself with, I know have very strong integrity and, you know, people that are in it for the right reasons. Right. And, you know, to make sure that these best events have the best officials is it's a very noble cause, right? You know, you don't right. want anyone. To, it, it's it's one of the worst experiences as a fa- as like a fan to be, you know, watching a match and you see something like that's you know maybe just a bad call, and you can you see it as a fan and you're like, oh man, that was awful. But then as a wrestler, it's a whole nother whole nother level. So that's you know it's very um, commendable to have all these these people who are inspired by you know wrestling and and um and the nobility of the sport and and rising up to make sure that we have high quality refereeing that's very cool um do you know if any other sports are like that honestly i don't um not yeah yeah i don't know either I, maybe i'll maybe i'll look into it some more i mean um all of us we talk on a regular basis too whether it's by Facebook or WhatsApp, uh, mm-hmm. constant communication. And, you know, we, we all look forward to seeing each other and try to line up some of this yeah. great experience. Uh, so wrestling, I would say is family, not just, you know, nationally, but also internationally people step up and, you know, are just mm-hmm. there for one another. Yeah. Do you, um, do you have any relationships with senior level athletes too, maybe from America or other countries? Uh, you know, there, there's people that I, I root for and things like that, but you know, I, I'm very professional, uh, cause mm-hmm. when it comes down to the Olympic trials and, and tournaments on our home soil, I'm, I can't really have a favorite. <laughs> right. Right. You can't um, really be friends. I, with, I, I call know. red and blue, uh, always call what I see, you know, regardless of where the wrestlers are from. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Cause you know, it's, it's like, it's a weird experience. So I'm kind of experiencing it for the first time myself too, where, um, you know, I, I got press passes to go to final X Rutgers and into the Yanni Zane match. And, and I'm reporting on, you know, live events and, and, and upcoming things. And I write articles about re- wrestling that's happening, you know, right now. And so it's very different for me, who's always been a fan of the sport to start going to, you know, unbiased appreciation of the sport. Um, it's, it's kind of mind opening, you know, it really makes me see like, Oh, you know, m- maybe, 
wrestlers is it, it isn't just like you know the guy you want to win and then the other guy's the bad guy you know you want the good guy to win because that's how i always thought of it as a young kid right, right. you know i grew I, I live in state college and i grew up going to penn state matches and i always thought oh if they're in blue and white that's the guy i want to win he's the good guy let's have him win you know and as i'm you know maturing and, and growing older i'm able to see that actually there's so many different storylines coming you know coming to a head here and and there's a lot of emotion out on the mat and just to be able to appreciate the the high quality of wrestling that goes on you know 15 minutes from my house it's something special it really well, is. yeah yeah mountain who's going yeah center much fun is going to be electrifying, I think, and very intense. Mm-hmm. Do you get nervous before you referee matches? In the past, I would say I did, but now, you know, from all the different experiences I have, I go out there with a calm mind and, you know, get nervous anymore. It's just nice. one of the People upset with calls or happy with calls, and I'm a coach too, so I, I get that. You know, you right. always fight for your athlete. Uh, I'm ready for anything that's kind of thrown at me there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I keep in the back of my mind that I'm here to do the best job I can. Yeah, here's a here's kind of a uh, a, a question off the top of my head is, what do you think? Like, just the um the the craziest match you've been in i know crazy is like you know a pretty ambiguous term uh, but I like say the craziest match i was in was a semi-final match at the senior european championships because that event used to be mandatory for any uh 1s official from around the world to go to even though the usa wasn't competing we had to go and referee the european championships uh right. that's not something that we have to do anymore but it was a semifinal match between Russia and Georgia in Georgia with the top two and it was a call that did not go in Russia's favor and fights were breaking out in the stands. I had to be escorted to and from the venue. Uh, There was just a lot of hostility. Uh, I made a call on the mat. I called two points for the Georgian. Uh, Rush thought it should have been a 2-2 call, but my chairman from Finland, who won numerous Olympic Games, uh, he agreed with my call. Uh, Russia challenged, and then the jury, which was an official from Cuba and Iran, they also confirmed what we saw on the mat, and it stood as two points for Georgia, and I'll be honest, all hell broke loose. <laughs> oh my gosh, Wait, that's got to be so surreal to be like, yeah. you know, something that you you saw in the call that you made is now causing all these people to lose their absolute minds. Water bottles were thrown. Glasses were thrown. People were fighting. <laughs> man. Yeah. Pretty intense. What's, man. So, okay, here's a, here's a strange question that I've always kind of wondered, but what's it like to walk into a gym, you know, and have maybe <laughs> let, like half of the people furious with you, you know, <laughs> To be like, that was an awful call. And, you know, in all likelihood probably wasn't. But, 
It was like just you the just gotta you just gotta brush it off and <laughs> you know I laugh at some of the stuff you know it's you know everybody has their opinion and until they try to referee or try and even coach then yeah you know stick to their opinion <laughs> that's all I can say right right man so what do you what do you like better um <clears throat> never mind sorry I already asked that so. The, the the Rio Olympics, you know, you got to go and officiate that, and very few people in the entire world have can claim to be an Olympian of sorts. But, so you're technically, you know, an Olympian of, of refereeing. What was that experience like for you? I got the email notification that I for that. I, there was just a lot of honor. I stayed very proud of my efforts. Uh-huh. Um, Tom Clark, who another one of my mentors who passed away years ago, he would always send out an email to just show the officials have gotten selected for this event and then the great officials, uh, the best officials in the world here in the United States. So to make it and represent our country, that was just a, a huge honor. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm waiting on notification now. Hopefully, hopefully I make Tokyo. Uh, yeah. At the release should come in a few weeks. Man, that's that's so exciting. Um, did you watch any of the other sports while you were there? We tried to get in. Well, we saw swimming and diving. I uh, tried to get into a basketball game. Uh, we didn't have the proper credentials, uh, um, you know. But hanging out in the Olympic Park and, and seeing that was, you know, a great experience. Mhm. Man. Okay. Well, here's a question. You know, they the there was a call against the Mongolians, right? And the coach lost his bananas, and. Uh, and started taking off his clothes. Were you mm-hmm. there for that? What did you think I about saw that? It live. What was that like? I I just sat there in disbelief, really, because <laughs> uh, wrestling was just brought back into the Olympic Games, and I right. sat there uh, with Zach Eret, and I just we knew that this is not good for the sport. Oh uh, yeah, it, it puts the sport in in a you know bad public view uh, to the IOC and everything else. Uh, put it this way, I understood his frustration um i personally would not have made that call uh but again you know the coach probably should handle that better <laughs> yeah you probably you know it's probably good uh good it's it's probably um a good idea to not undress yourself in yeah, public that's, that's probably no. not because you're angry <laughs> so um what you know that's got to be up there with some of the craziest you know, freakouts you've seen. What other, what other behaviors or reactions have you seen? Any, do you got uh, any stories? In Pocatello, Idaho. I went out. I was giving a clinic to referees, a national clinic, and I stayed to work there regional. Mhm. And I was the on mat official, and little kids. I, I want to say it was maybe Bantam or intermediate. Oh man. Went on, kid lost, and 
the dad just was relentless to the point where I walked away from him. I was annoyed. And he literally laid in the middle of the mat like a child. And what? <laughs> temper tantrum in the center circle. And I, I had to get security. <laughs> That's crazy. Just like just full grown man laying on the mat. He's going on strike, basically. So, I mean, I've been threatened and things like that, too. But I mean, most of the behaviors that and and things are at the youth level, which is sad to say. Yeah. I don't have those issues with coaches at the senior level. I think I'm very well respected, um, you know, in Fargo and, and all the national duels that I work. You don't see that kind of behavior. You, you typically, with the youth level, it's the daddy that think they're these high-level coaches, and, and they're not. <laughs> yeah. No, especially what's sad about that is there's a couple things, you know. It, it it's a bad example, first of all, to the kid, uh, you know, to see that oh, you know, my my parents acting like that, you know, laying on the mat, you know, that that's that's a bad example. You don't really want to show that off to your, you know, bantam kid. And the other thing is, um, it it really discourages kids from the sport, you know, like you're you're an up and coming kid and maybe your dad just gets really excited and I know that I would probably uh I would be embarrassed of my dad if he started do if he started taking off his clothes in public you know if he started screaming at the ref pointing his (laughs) finger in the ref's face chasing after the ref like I'd be embarrassed I wouldn't want to go out to to wrestle in events because I'd be scared my dad would do stuff like that it's it's (laughs) discouraging right so but you know there's nothing we can do about it I mean Ultimately, oh, unfortunately, they're the parents. It's their decision. I'm, who am I, you know, a 15 year old kid to tell an adult how to parent their child. But, um, you know, I I definitely think that it's probably not the, the best example. Um, so, Sammy, what event um, have you had the most fun at? You, you said that it was in that Mexico, right? Mexico was my first international experience, uh, but the world champion, just it being on our home soil. And I feel like I had a breakout tournament there and my evaluations were really good. Um, I went from at the beginning of the week, just being an on that official or a judge to by the end of the week, being a Matt chairman. Uh, which is, uh, you know, you're more in a leadership position. So that's where I feel um, I proved, you know, and on an international. Nice. What? 2014, oh. uh, the Junior World Championships in in Croatia. Uh, that was an exciting event because of the people that I got to share that experience with. Uh, one of my close friends, Danny Blackshear from Oklahoma, who's also a referee. Uh, we were there together and along with some of our other friends and just the scenery we were able to take in. And we worked a lot of matches. Anytime there was a hot match on his mat between Armenia and Iran or Turkey and Russia, or on my mat, we were the ones that were called upon to keep control of those matches. So the respect that they give the American officials, uh, it's truly incredible. Um, Singapore, we mentioned earlier, uh, that speaks for itself. 
Yeah. Um, 2016, I went to Cuba at uh, Havana as the as a delegate for UWW, uh, and that's to to have that experience down there. Uh, that's one that I won't forget either. You know, the the antique cars and just for what little some of the people have, they're so generous, and they just wanted to make sure that I was I was their guest. Yeah. I had a chauffeur. I had a translator. Um, stayed in a nice hotel. Uh, no complaints whatsoever. Man. Wow. So you really, yeah, you have a a lot of these, these, you know, high quality experiences. Sorry, go on, go on. I interrupted you. It's one of my favorites in Paris, obviously because the United States, we were the world champions. Yeah. Uh, Watch what Snyder did against Sajid. Sealed the deal for our team. Uh, hearing our national anthem played, you know, it, it gets just everybody there together. Uh, and the cool thing about that is USA Wrestling purchased world championship rings for the entire delegation. So it was the official, the doctor, the wrestlers, and you know, anybody that was part of our delegation in Paris, we all have that ring. And it's a, that's really special, you know. It goes Truly sh- yeah, it goes to show like just how tight of a team Team USA is, and and how you know they value everyone from you know the the wrestler who gets his hand raised to the coaches to the referee, the doctor, and and yeah. you know showing like, hey, we we thank you what you've done for for our country. That's there really really cool. There truly is a great group of people involved with USA Wrestling right now. Uh, Rich Bender, our executive director. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce Baumgartner, president, and and the coaches. I I mean, Joe Rob. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, putting in all this effort, and he's just truly an ass. And our women's coaching staff, Terry Steiner, um, he sent me a nice message on Thanksgiving, thanking me for all I do. And, you know, it's just there's truly great coaches in USA Wrestling and, and in the leadership positions that actually work for USA Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, you know, you've answered what events you've had the most fun at. But is has there been a, an event that you've gone back, you know, yearly? And that it's just every time you go, it's gonna be exciting. Like you like circle it on your calendar. That's and you're like, that I that's go the to one every year. Unfortunately, country I'm loyal to. Uh, one is Fargo. Mm-hmm. And hey, Sammy, you mind you mind repeating that again? I would say Fargo, all the, you know, the time that you get to spend with your friends yeah. for over a week. Uh, we, we stay in the dorms anymore. We're a group that actually, we're now staying in an Airbnb. Because uh, we just, you know, one of, so Fargo is definitely on my list of something that I don't miss. I go there every year. I got my internet. To the New York Athletic Club tournament, which is now known as the Bill Farrell. Yeah. Um, they've always been, you know, with me anyway, hospitality wise, and I have great. 
I mean, it was the Bill Farrell was super exciting this year. It was. I mean, and early in my career, I know it was some of the people from the New watched me at the U.S. Open back mm-hmm. in 2008 and 2009 that said, "Hey, you know, maybe look at this guy for potential trial selection." And you know. I've been truly lucky to be in the trials mix since 2009. Mm-hmm. So, wow, Sammy, that's awesome. Um, okay, here's here's some some other some other questions more about the the wrestling itself. What have been to the the biggest improvements to to the rule set of wrestling over the past couple of years? I'd say it has opened up more. The, the matches are more exciting. Oh, yeah. Um, the biggest improvements, I feel, and people more than I feel, I know there's still calls that are inconsistent, but there are dedicated people on our board here in, in USA Wrestling and also internationally on the refereeing commission out there educating other pre Target areas, passivity or negative wrestling, um, mm. out of bounds call. Was it a was it risk or was it you know an actual takedown? Uh, was it a four to two? Like just everything that you could think of. And you know we have these uh, seminars and people are in. in stay up points of emphasis that are being explained in the clinics and I feel like there's just been better education to be honest better education yep the resources that are out there are Mm -hmm. more attainable on online yeah and things like um Casey Gessel uh, updates our rule here nationally he's a great friend of mine he's also a 1S official I make Tokyo together I really do that's awesome. Is our vice president and just effort that he puts into with, uh, you know, the you make the call video that you see on mm-hmm. social media and the art referring that he personally wrote. Uh, we just have just talented and, and dedicated individuals. And, you know, it's it's interesting that you say like uh, about how the the education of refereeing is becoming more of a, a focus because that's you know that what, what what we want is consistent refing right exactly. we we want every match to be to for all the calls to be called correctly and um and have unbiased referees no matter you know if it's a preliminary round or if it's the you know the the finals so they should be called from start to finish mm-hmm. so you know definitely the education of of the referees make sure every everyone's on the same page and um, and everyone's putting 100% of their effort into it. Is, it's, it's very special. Um, okay, here's another question. What, what is a change do you think that needs to happen in wrestling in the, in the rule set? Can you think of anything off the top of your head? Uh, in the rule set, I wouldn't say anything needs change. Mm-hmm. Here, more weight club. Yeah, for one thing, but I mean, I understand the IOC quotas and things like that, but that, that, 
And I really, I'll be honest, back to folks now, uh, national generation, and I believe Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, so, okay, what what changes in the rule set? So you've been here for, you know, nearly 10 years, and there's been a lot of changes in the rule set. What what changes have been the, the biggest challenges for you to adjust to? Uh, base, I would say anything in regards to passivity and negative wrestling. Uh, yeah. Because when I competed, you know, you had the over-under clinch, and then when I started refereeing, you know, you had – uh, the reverse gut, uh, when somebody would be called for uh, passivity, you know, one guy down one period and then the other. And then, you know, now, even just the starting position in parterre, you know, flat on the mat. Yeah. There's a, there's been a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. Man. Um, so... What is your next career step from here? How long do you plan to stay in refereeing? Um, as a national level official, I honestly, I think my time's unlimited. I, I will continue to give back nationally and and locally. Uh-huh. As a wrestling coach, as I I don't know. That depends. Uh, I I do want to settle down soon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Start a family. I know my parents want some grandkids. I'm, I'm a proud uncle. My, I have a niece. <laughs> Her name nice. is Briar. But I know my parents would like some more grandkids. Awesome. Um, so I don't know how long, you know, with the coaching and, and being a chairman, but I'll continue to put my things in. Man. I want to continue mentoring others um, and remain in and just to continue to get back and i'm very proud a kid that i coach ryan green at pottsville he's now an official and he just achieved m1 status he'll be allowed to go for his international license so just giving back to some of these younger guys now like people did very talented group you know that got their promotions this year from all across the country but i look for them to do great things that's that's really uh, special be a mentor man that's- um, on an international level uh i hope i'm lucky enough to walk away by choice uh mm-hmm. over the years some of the better people have been run out for the wrong reasons and uh, i just hope in- and that i down i i would like to leave you know but i i plan as long as i'm qualified and and they want me you know i'd like to work a few more world championships and more olympic games if possible that's awesome that's very cool so so sammy i have i have one last question for you here actually two more questions so the first one is what presuppositions did you have coming into refereeing you know was there anything that you expected that that it's not that way not really, but I just, you know, it's kind of expect the unexpected. <laughs> like, like, you know, you got to expect the Mongolian coaches to go yeah, take you, off their clothes. Never and, know, to be with you. Uh, you know, and I never thought when I first got into it that 
I would enjoy it as much as I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely a passion. And like I said, I have friends from all over the world. Um, my family's completely behind me. The people that I coach with are completely behind me. And uh, the people that are closest in my life on and off the mat are mostly through wrestling. That's awesome. That's really special, Sammy. Um, so my last question is, do you have any you know, final thoughts to, to close out the interview and to, and to, to leave with our listeners? No, uh, I mean, I, I've been lucky. I've did my, two of my best friends in us wrestling, Danny Black. I hope for some of my other close friends like Brock Hollinger, Nick Mancini, and a few of these other guys that I hope they all get an opportunity one day uh, because they all deserve it. And Mm -hmm. um, I've officiated definitely. uh, I've been recognized with some words. Uh, It's just take it all in and enjoy the moment. Uh, Wrestling opens a lot of doors. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah, it does. Man, if you had asked me if I would be doing podcasts like a year ago, I would have been like, what are you talking about, man? But like, you know, we've this is like going to be our maybe our 40th publication on the podcast, something like that. Yeah, man, the people that I've met through through Home Mat Advantage and the the people that I get to talk to and and who listen to me and um, and are like genuinely interested in hearing what I have to say in front of a microphone is it's really, really special. You know, this isn't an experience that a lot of kids get to have. And you know, I'm grateful for every opportunity that comes my way. So you're doing a great job and keep promoting our Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Sammy, thank you so much for coming to, for this interview on home at advantage wrestling podcast. Um, a huge shout out to our sponsor, Tony Rotundo with WrestlersWarriors.com. Um, he's the man. Uh, Sammy, I really appreciate you coming out and, um, and coming to talk wrestling with me. And hey, maybe we'll get you back on here again after uh, after uh, Tokyo. You know, maybe we can hear Sounds about your Sounds good. I there. hope to be there. Awesome. So thank you so much. Thank you, Roll.